Real quick, I gotta let you in on a testing secret. With regulations and breaches on the rise, production data is no longer safe or legal for developers to use. And creating test data in-house is a complex chore that eats away valuable time. That's where Tonic comes in. They make it possible to create a true mirror of production by safely and realistically mimicking production data. So you can work on real product and steer clear of surprises at release time. Learn more at tonic.ai slash code story. I started the MVP by going and working for a company that was within our ICP. I identified what the ideal customer profile for Luminous would be. And I went to a company that represented that. And I was like, hey, let me come on as your director of supply chain to be fully transparent. I'm building this product called Luminous. Here's the vision of it. That's that's my number one motivation here. But I will save you a crap ton of money as your director of supply chain. And you're going to get an awesome product for free. So that company hired me. The MVP, we just started one module at a time. This is Jared Ward. I'm the founder and CEO of Luminous. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. It's six months moonlighting. There's nothing on the backhand. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. took many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. Our company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. Most proud of our team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was a Yes, we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took it off the shelf and dusted it off and tried it again. To ride the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really it's want it. not just about technology. All this and more on Code Story. I'm your host, Noah Labhart, and today how Jared Ward is serving the modern e-commerce brand by making managing their inventory easy as pie. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL. Do you put your edge computing close to your users? You should put your data there too. Terso makes this easy utilizing the developer experience of SQLite. Access a free starter plan at terso.tech slash codestory. Terso, welcome to the Data Edge. This episode is brought to you by our friends at MemberStack. MemberStack is the fastest way for you to launch a beautiful Webflow MVP with robust authentication and smooth payments integration. Join companies like Slack and American Airlines in serving millions of members every single day. Get started for free by visiting memberstack.com slash codestory. Jared Ward grew up in a sporty family, participating in wrestling and football. His background is in supply chain and e-commerce, but outside of this and tech, he's a family man and loves spending time with his kids. With his seven-year-old son, he is sharing his love of Zelda, and with his three-year-old daughter, he enjoys taking her to the park and the occasional tickle fight. For himself, he enjoys watching MMA, running marathons, and getting outside to hike. Jared has spent a lot of time in the e-commerce world, serving numerous roles and gaining years of experience. What he noticed is that with the evolution of e-commerce companies, it's difficult for them to develop a system of record early on. Jared wanted to change all that and take on the juggernauts. This is the creation story of Luminous. Luminous is 
an all-in-one supply chain and inventory solution for the modern e-commerce brand. My background is in supply chain and e-commerce. So I've started e-commerce companies. I've been CEO of much bigger e-commerce companies. I've ran a procurement services division where I serviced a lot of e-commerce companies. So anyways, I've had a lot of background in inventory supply chain. Basically, think anything system of record for e-commerce. That's been a lot of my exposure, I would say. What I noticed in e-commerce with that background was the modern day entrepreneur that builds an e-commerce company. That evolution is very new. And what ends up happening, to keep like a long story short, entrepreneurs of consumer products, the way those companies evolved, the way they currently evolve rather, it's very difficult for them to implement a system of record early or even three to five years into their company because e-commerce has evolved so much that getting your inventory dialed, your system of record, it's very difficult. And a system has not emerged that effectively services the modern e-commerce brand. So think in the CRM space, HubSpot has emerged as the go-to for SMBs for a CRM. Atlassian, Jira, like those products have emerged as the perfect tool for a SaaS startup to manage their product. In the supply chain and inventory space, no one has actually emerged and actually taken over the market for the modern e-commerce company and their needs. And that's what Luminous is doing right now. Let's dive into the MVP then. So that first version of the product you built, how long did it take you to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? So that was a difficult stage of the company because think about it. We go head to head in bids with NetSuite. NetSuite is a gargantuan company. They're massive. They can basically do anything. How do you build an MVP that has the correct or the best breadth of features? So back in end of 2019, that's when we started like the MVP of Luminous. I started the MVP by going and working for a company that was within our ICP. So I identified what the ideal customer profile for Luminous would be. And I went to a company that represented that. And I was like, hey, let me come on as your director of supply chain to be fully transparent. I'm building this product called Luminous. Here's the vision of it. That's that's my number one motivation here. But I will save you a crap ton of money as your director of supply chain. And you're going to get an awesome product for free. So that company hired me. Their name is Qualtree in Linden. So they're like a 15, 20 million dollar a year direct consumer brand, multi-channel. They represented everything that Luminous wanted to service. So I came in as an employee, the MVP. We just started one module at a time. Because if you're building an all-in-one inventory and supply chain solution, the product needs to do everything from capturing purchase orders, basic logistics management, inventory management, your product management. It needs to integrate with all of your channels, push inventory values, need a basic WMS. Yeah, that, that was the path of the MVP, taking off one checkpoint of the supply chain at a time and making sure it was purpose-built for the brand that I was at the time, Qualtree. That took about almost a full year before we went post-beta and tried to sell to other people. As you were going through that, and as you were building 
you know, the the MVP that you said beta, the early version of the product, you probably had to make decisions and trade-offs about, you know, specific areas or how you're going to build it, right? So work walk me through some of those that you had to make and how you coped with those decisions. With every single intersection of expanding a module, I always underestimated it. The biggest underestimation, I would say, was inventory management. That was really difficult. I think we're like four or five months into the building of the product. We nailed down purchase order management. At the time, we were using SKU Vault for inventory management, and then it was linking up with Luminous for purchase order management. And we had a decision, like we had implemented SKU Vault, but the product, it just wasn't servicing us. And it was the way they handled certain things. I talked to my developer at that time and I was just like, man, how easy would this be? You have on hand ledger, you have pending, you have your SKUs, everything maps together. Right? It's like, it just deducts values when it gets marked as shipped. Like it's, it's not that complicated. Come on. We, we could probably do this real fast. <laughs> it was true. Like conceptually inventory management is simple. It's just like how I explained it. But what ended up happening was we built it in such a hacky way that we basically had to rebuild it all eight months later. I'm actually still learning that same lesson in different ways. A module or a feature, you gotta make sure that you scope everything out, understand what you're building, why you're building it, all the players in the market, who does what best. Yeah, that that was a massive learning experience for me. This episode is supported by Treble. This day and age, APIs are a fact of life. And as such, product and engineering teams need tooling that is lightweight, real-time, and data-rich to help them ship and maintain APIs faster. That's where Treble comes in. Treble is an all-in-one platform for the entire API lifecycle. The product offers world-class monitoring and observability, providing more than 40 data points for each request, enabling you to understand everything from performance to user behavior. Dashboards help connecting your entire team for lifecycle collaboration. Documentation is automatically generated, saving massive amounts of time for your development team with every new release. And setting up Treble? Super easy and fast. In three simple steps, you can be up and running with their platform. Their pricing is designed to support API teams of all sizes. So get started with Treble today and automate your API ops. Did I mention they have a free forever plan? Find out more by visiting treble.com slash codestory. That's T-R-B-L-L-E dot com slash codestory. This episode is encrypted by Cypherstash. Data breaches are becoming a fact of life. Know why? One of the reasons is because developers lack the right tooling to get the job done i.e. encryption at rest tools are complex and inadequate. The solution? Encryption in use with Cypherstash. Cypherstash uses searchable encryption in use technology, providing continuous and universal protection for sensitive data. With Cypherstash, you can turn your existing database into a vault, utilizing zero-trust key management, SQL native, and with no code. Though encryption is complicated, Cypherstash is easy to use. The tool fully supports SQL via a drop-in driver replacement, supporting the query types you know and love today. And did we mention it's fast? For queries over 100 million records, you can expect additional overhead of less than one millisecond. It's a no-brainer. Get started by reviewing their docs or downloading sample projects in Rails or Node plus SQLize today. 
Visit cypherstash.com slash codestory and get started protecting your data. You got your, your beta done, your MVP, your beta. It's, it's working. You're seeing some, some traction and some life come from it. How did you progress the product from there and mature it? And I think to wrap it in a box a little bit, what I'm looking for is how you went about building your roadmap. Like what sort of process did you go through to say, hey, this is the next most important thing to build or to address with Luminous? We finished building like a baseline of an MVP. We rolled it out to five clients and then I fundraised. I can't take credit for the roadmap that we have now and the clarity that we have. It's not single-handedly on me. After I fundraised, I brought in a technical co-founder, Brendan Beebe, who you actually interviewed. Luminous, like pre-beta and even like post-beta launch, I've always had the vision intact, which is all-in-one inventory and supply chain for e-commerce. It's a system of record that is easy to use. It's flexible. It allows operators to, to run their supply chain ad hoc. It wasn't until I brought on Brendan, and Brendan really taught me how to shape a roadmap and how to say no to things and how to research. So Brendan was a massive part of that. Bringing him on as a CTO was, I was like, one of the best things for Luminous's trajectory. When Brendan came on and I was taught a lot more high-level product thinking from Brendan. What shaped the roadmap was constant conversations with Brendan, our new CTO, where it's just, okay, all right, man, so we're going to dominate NetSuite and we're going to build this and this. And just super excited. He would always slow us down and slow me down. And, and he'd just be like, that's really cool. But why would we build that right now? What What is the reason for that? What does the market look like for order management systems? What does the market look like for this system? Who is doing it the best? Why are we just rebuilding NetSuite? Are we just rebuilding Dynamics 365? So it really helped out with our roadmap, slowing down and for the first time, like poking your head up from the sand, assess the market, see where you actually stand and understand from there, you can gain clarity about what you're going to build differently from your competitors. Yeah, Brendan was massive in that for me. That actually is a, a really interesting segue into team. So I hear you brought on Brendan. How have you built the rest of your team? And really, what are you looking for in those people to indicate that they're the winning horses to join you? It was clear from the beginning that the key hires that we needed to make are in product and also in implementation and client success. If Luminous is to succeed, and if we're going to have a high success rate in our implementation, I needed to give up good equity for a, a chief technology officer like Brendan. I understand the operator. I can carry the vision of the company. I understand the modern e-commerce company in a way that Brendan will never understand it. But he understands the building of products and he, he understands technology in a way that I, I can't understand. Complementary skill sets is number one. And so, for example, with Brendan, key hire, he crushed it at 4UP. They became the industry leader in, in, for ERPs in the golf space. He has a proven track record of success. He has experience that I don't have. And he's also willing to say no. He, he's, he pushes back on everything, which is that's exactly what you need. So that's been that served us really well in, in technology and our hires in technology. Then on client success and implementation, I've noticed that 
with that, you, you need a grinder. You need somebody who's super disciplined, who understands ops, grinds, and is all in on the vision. And so our, our head of accounts has been a an amazing hire. And what I really looked for in Josh, Josh is our head of accounts, was Josh was a college athlete, which it really came through in his discipline and his ability to grind and strong arm and implementation when the product might not necessarily be the best at this stage. Yeah, those two hires have been amazing for us. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL, the popular fork of SQLite. If you put your edge computing close to your users, like with Netlify or Vercel edge functions or Cloudflare workers, you should put your data there too in order to maximize performance gains at the edge. Terso makes it easy. With a developer experience of SQLite and a distributed database, you can replicate much closer to your users than traditional database offerings in the cloud. Terso's lightweight, easy to use, and free to get started. The team at Terso is offering a generous starter plan specifically for Code Story listeners. Head over to terso.tech slash codestory and get started today. That's T-U-R-S-O dot tech slash code story. Terso, welcome to the Data Edge. This episode was automatically optimized by Cast. If you run cloud-native software on AWS, Google Cloud, or Azure, you know how out of hand the bill can get. This uncertainty hurts your business, but you can solve it with Cast AI. Cast AI automates cloud costs, performance, and security management for hundreds of companies of all sizes. The platform's customers begin saving immediately and cut an average of over 60%. So before you go and sign a multi-year contract with a cloud provider or lay people off, check out what Cast AI can do for you. To get you saving even faster, Cast AI is offering a free cloud cost audit with a personal consultation. Visit cast.ai slash codestory to get started. Let's flip to scalability then. And this this will be interesting. Did you build this to scale efficiently from MVP or with scale in mind? Or are you fighting this as you grow and gain traction? Beta absolutely was... <laughs> scalability was not in mind. We've always had the vision. We want to be a billion dollar company. We want, to, we want to change back in free commerce. We want to be the system of record. That's always been the same. But like scalability of tech, no, it wasn't. It was like, let's test this concept. Let's see if we can actually sell and we'll figure out the scaling later. That's very much how I did it. Like just to give you an example, Luminous before wasn't even really like a SaaS product. Like when it was beta, it was single tenant instances. So with each new client, we'd have to spin up a new instance that had its own code base so you had to maintain. Obviously, there were tools and workarounds for deploying new code across multiple instances and code bases, but it was not scalable. And that was a big part of when we brought Brendan on. He, the first three months, he turned it into an actual SaaS product that's all under one code base. We were testing proof of concept as cost-effective as possible because it was from my own dime. I've spent between seventy dollars and $100,000 of my own money to build out the MVP of Luminous. And that was the most cost-effective I could be. And I would say it served us well. As you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, 
What are you most proud of? Number one would be Luminous has an invoicing and B2B sales tool. The evolution of a modern e-commerce company, a relatively recent thing, I'd say in the last three to five years, is most brands go wholesale. Brands that are digitally native sell mainly direct to consumer on Shopify and Amazon. They are now crossing over to wholesale. And if, if you're a small, scrappy brand, say you're doing between, I don't know, like three and $50 million in revenue, you're typically doing invoicing on QuickBooks. And if you're trying to have more like a automated transaction, B2B transaction, you'll just try to like jerry-rig Shopify or WooCommerce. And it just doesn't work well. So something I'm most proud of is the way we built invoicing and B2B it actually works really well for the modern brand. And I constantly question myself and Brendan constantly questioned the way we were building it because it was so backwards. Like it was so opposite of NetSuite and Acumatica and Dynamics 365, like the massive ERPs. The way we built these tools to service wholesale in e-commerce, it, yeah, it was like totally backwards. But at the end of the day, it's actually been our most adopted feature. We have companies who do 2,000 invoices a year through Luminous. And we have a brand who uses our B2B portal and invoicing for international distribution. So we built our product in such a way that it can be super reactive to serve the needs of an e-commerce company who prioritizes invoicing first and inventory later. But also it can service a company, for example, who has inventory in France, inventory in Australia, inventory in China, inventory in the United States. And then each of their clients in those different countries have different pricing tiers, different pricing levels. And we actually built a B2B portal and an invoicing tool that can service and grow with these companies. And they don't have to use Shopify B2B for $2,000 a month. Let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. One of our employees at the time was really pushing for a like a margin report. And rather than really taking a step back like Brendan was pu pushing for and analyzing any other tools that did something similar or just simply thinking, okay, what are we trying to do here? How can this scale to all of our different clients? Rather than doing that, we ended up building this, this margin report just based off of a first draft of a Google Sheet that this employee came up with. Brendan was just like, okay, okay, we'll go with it. All right. And it was literally <laughs> the worst feature we've ever built. Even the client that inspired that didn't even use the tool. So the way we respond to that, the way I respond to that was... Brendan and I just came together afterwards and laughed it off. He didn't rub my face in it or anything. He didn't say, oh, I told you. He was just, yeah, I saw this happening, but like, it's, it is a good lesson. This is why I asked the questions that I ask. Because at the end of the day, we were just left with this jankity page within Luminous that's like the margin report. And it just looks like a Google sheet embedded into Luminous. Didn't even work. Didn't even work for the client that it was like custom built for. And the way we responded to that was like, okay, I get it now. Like I, I see any feature, not just the big ones. We have to really get clear. What problem are we solving?
This will be fun to ask, and I always enjoy listening to the answers to this question from a founder's perspective. What does the future look like for the product and for your team? With every startup, the first two, two and a half years, a startup just goes through the ringer. And either you die or you adapt. I feel like the dust has settled. We've made a lot of those early mistakes in hiring, in the building of the product, in bringing certain people on that weren't a good fit, in culture and communication. And the dust has finally settled. And we've found our brand identity. We've found who we service. We've made sense of the market. And we've... We really have our burn under control and we know who we're building towards and why we're building. So the future of Luminous looks very bright right now. We have core foundational products or excuse me, core foundational clients that represent different archetypes of the modern e-commerce company. We have a foundational product and that foundational product, we know how we are going to be the Atlassian of e-commerce and the HubSpot of e-commerce. I would say in the next, first off, in the next five months, we'll cross a million in ARR. And I feel like we have a very clean path to three million and beyond after that. And we know the type of product that we need to build to service this modern e-commerce company. There's this graph. It's like the journey of an entrepreneur. And you start out with uninformed optimism. And so it's steps one through six. The, The sixth one is achievement. And as you start, it's uninformed optimism. Then you get to informed pessimism, where you start to understand the market. And you're like, wow, this is a crowded market. Holy shit, there's other people doing this. What is going on? Then you have number three is your crisis of meaning. And then four is optional. Four is where you crash and burn. Five is the informed optimism. I actually feel like Luminous, we've gone through one, two, and three. We didn't crash and burn. And we're actually, we've emerged with informed optimism now. It feels good to be in informed optimism. We're not afraid of the competition. We just look at everything with curiosity. And it feels good. Let's switch to you, Jared. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something you look up to and why. Number one is our CTO, Brendan. So Brendan has really helped me shift my mindset in product. He's a very curious person. And what I mean by that is he never just does something because the boss says to do it. Too often, it's natural to surround yourself by people who just say yes. I think what Brendan's brought to the team and has taught me about working with, with people that report to you always be curious with why we want to do something. And that's been a massive culture shift in Luminous and it's been a massive shift in the way that I work. Instead of very reactive building, we're not afraid to ask why for every idea. And there, there's no offense taken if we ask somebody to explain why they have this idea or why they think we should shift something. There's just a, a level of curiosity that he's brought to the team that I think has served the product well and it's served implementation well and it's served just the culture between accounts, technology, and client success. Yeah, it's brought good results. A second person that influences the way I work 
I don't know if I don't know if you follow any like business content. Somebody who's been blowing up a lot recently, who I've been following for quite some time, is Alex Formosi. He's a big believer in working smarter and not harder. Understand the leverage that an activity has on your business and on your day. It's not about always being the one hustling, grinding, the most busy. We should always look for the highest leverage activities that can do the most results for our business. I think that's really guided us and it's guided me in what I put my time in. Early on in Luminous, I was always in implementation, every detail, and I was too involved. Like I was almost like the outsourced COO of every single client transitioning out to actually being a strategic leader of the company. Yeah, Alex Formosi was a lot of his content and conferences and stuff like that. It really helped me get out of that mindset and move to a little bit higher level thinking. Jared, last question. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. Can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person, having gone down this road a bit? Going back to that graph that I was talking about, the six steps to achievement, I would ask him first, hey, that's really cool, man. Super cool. I've been there. What are your expectations of the journey? And I would listen to him. He'd probably give an answer, something like, oh, yeah, man, we're just going to crush it. I know it's probably going to be hard along the way, but oh, we're going to do this and this. We're going to build this. We're going to crush it. And it's like, That's great. The biggest advice that I would give, I, I would literally pull out this graph and I would show him like, set your expectations for this right here. And if you crash and burn, it's okay. But at least understand as you're feeling these things and going through it, it would be unreasonable if you didn't go through this, which is the uninformed optimism first, which that's probably what he's experiencing. He's on that high. So, hey, man you're going to get to that informed pessimism. And if you don't, I would actually question your process. Are you curious enough with the market? Because you should get to some type of informed pessimism. And then eventually you will rise. You'll have that informed optimism and then you'll eventually achieve something. I just wish that I would have set my expectations like this. It's not that the informed pessimism or the crisis of meaning would have been any easier. But just knowing, like, this is part of the journey of building something successful with a big vision. If you, if you never go through this, maybe you got really lucky and, and had really good timing in the market. You were riding a trend that you didn't even know you were riding. That, that happens with entrepreneurs. But if you're building a legacy company, that's going to be a 5-10 year vision. Set those expectations for this so you can enjoy the journey as you're going through it. That's fantastic advice. I love it. Well, Jared, thank you for being on the show today. And thank you for telling the creation story of Luminous. You're welcome. Thanks, Noah. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening.
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save 